Today, the mainstream media goes all in for human traffickers to own the cons. A new report reveals Joe Biden is getting testy with aides behind the scenes and actor Jonah Hill's ex leaks their text messages alleging emotional abuse. But we'd like to hear your thoughts on the matter. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and the new movie Sound of Freedom, a movie about the very true and very disgusting world of sex trafficking, is expected to top a whopping $40 million at the box office. On the first day of opening, July 4th, it overtook the new Indiana Jones movie and has not stopped gaining ground since. Now, the film opened in 2,850 theaters and earned an A-plus rating from CinemaScore. It cost $14.5 million to produce, with $5 million of that cost being crowdfunded. And although the movie is based off the true story of former DHS agent Tim Ballard, a man who, by the way, I have personally interviewed about some of his trafficking rescues, a man who founded an organization whose sole purpose is to rescue women and children from harrowing situations, the mainstream media is very upset about the movie's success. To the mainstream media, this is a political issue, I guess, because apparently we can't just all agree that human trafficking is wrong and should be stopped. Here's CNN trying to convince people that the movie is just trying to induce moral panic and appeal to conspiracy theorists. Watch. And you seem pretty familiar with him because he doesn't really hide his association with this real wild plot uh, that that involves, you know, drinking the blood of children and things like that. No, he doesn't hide it at all. And you have a lot of people who are in this world of QAnon who say, oh, they don't know what that is. They've never heard of it. They're just asking questions. With somebody like Jim Caviezel, he is openly embracing it. He's openly using its catchphrases and its concepts. He's speaking at QAnon conventions. And this film is being marketed to either specific QAnon believers or to people who believe all of the same tenets as QAnon, but claim they don't know what it is. And The Sound of Freedom does focus on a real issue of sex trafficking. Uh, but that theme, it, it's sort of like that kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, tell us how those two things work together. Sure. And the most durable and the most believable conspiracy theories are not entirely false. There's something in them that is true and the rest of it is false. But the believers point to the one true thing and they say, oh, you don't believe that this particular thing is true. In terms of child trafficking, we know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that. But these films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts of these child trafficking rings that are run by the high-level elites and only people like Tim Ballard and only people like Jim Caviezel and by extension only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficking rings down. So there's a very participatory element. You're not just going to see a movie, you're just killing two hours on a hot day. You are helping bring down these, these pedophile rings and save children. Now it's not true, but it's a very comforting and it's a very warm feeling to have. And it wasn't just them. The Guardian wrote a story about the movie with a headline that read, Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller seducing America. It went on to claim in the subheading that Jim Caviezel stars as a hero trying to stop child traffickers in a paranoid new movie turning into a surprise box office hit. 
Rolling Stone featured an article with the title, Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. The subheadline read, the QAnon-tinged thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-addled boomer. The author accuses the movie of fomenting moral panic for years over this grossly exaggerated epidemic of child sex trafficking, much of it funneling people into conspiracies, conspiracist rabbit holes and QAnon communities. Just for the record, more than one million children are trafficked for sex every year, according to the International Labor Organization. But instead of acknowledge that fact, they call you crazy for caring. But I guess we should come to expect that from the same people who defended the Netflix film Cuties, a controversial movie celebrating the hypersexualization of young girls. According to The Guardian, Cuties was bold and misunderstood. Oh, okay. Rolling Stone called it a coming-of-age movie caught in the culture wars, adding, thanks to a major marketing mistake, this award-winning French movie has been accused of sexualizing girls. It's actually a sensitive portrait of growing pains that deserves to be seen. Mm. Jeffrey Epstein would be so proud. Here to discuss this and more, we have Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show, along with Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and owner of Ripaverse Comics. Um, you saw the movie. Mm. Uh, once you see the movie, it like brings a whole new level of low hearing what these people have to say about the movie because it could not be further from some wild ass conspiracy theory, you know, uh, boomer, what brain worms, whatever the case may be. This is based off of, again, a true story about a man that we know here at the studio that literally goes into these situations and saves children and saves women from these horrible situations. But now you're supposed to believe that this is only a movie for conspiracy theorists and QAnon adjacent. Why are you so QAnon adjacent, Chad? Listening to these people talk is like going to see Indiana Jones and then defending the Nazis in the movie. Like, I can't believe these people would believe Nazis are bad and they're going to go after them. <laughs> if you know me and you know anything about the timeline of my life and my lifestyle and things that I've done in the past, things that I still do today, you would know that I, I like sex. <laughs> Not apologetic, where we were going. not apologetic about it. Um, I don't speak for everybody at the table. I don't speak for the rest of humanity, but by and large, since we've populated the earth by eight and a half billion, I would say that as a general rule, people do like sex. Now, the social and moral mores that we exist in, you know, kind of the, the unwritten thing that's on our heart is this idea that there's some people you don't try to have sex with. Now, we're not talking about drinking their blood. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about stealing their skin and making red shoes. Nor did the about, movie. We're not exactly. We're not talking about harvesting organs. We're, we're just talking about who you choose to have sex with. You shouldn't have sex with somebody against their will. That's rape. You shouldn't drug them to have sex with them. You shouldn't have sex if they can't consent. They're not of age. You can't. You shouldn't have sex with children. You know, you shouldn't have sex that are with people that are mentally impaired. You shouldn't have sex with geriatrics that are stuck to a wheelchair or something like. You, you shouldn't do any of those things. We know that. It's a written rule in our conscience. This movie is exposing the fact that some people choose to do those things, particularly with children. That's what specifically they do. They're not, again, they're not talking about all these other things. So if you look at this movie, this is level one. This is level one. Because if you get into real human trafficking and sex trafficking and these things, there's some deep, 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 deep levels. Now, MSNBC and CNN and all these other yahoos, they want to come out there and say, oh, they're, they're digging way deep down in the conspiracies. No, no. We're just saying, hey, look, there's some people you shouldn't have sex with. It's happening on a global scale. It's, a, it's an epidemic. And there's some people who are calling it out and actually doing something about it. Yay. 
that should be a global hero. That should be a message that literally everybody can get behind. But the fact that they got to take it that deep in the rabbit hole is, uh, and that guy's got a little dick. You know that guy <laughs> has got a little dick, and he, like, you talk about Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard. Bro, do not even get into a pissing contest right now. You're like a mouse in weeds, bro. <laughs> Like a button in a fur coat. Anybody that would come up with that kind of logic, bro, you are hiding something. Check that guy's hard Check drive. Check the hard drive immediately, Eric. <laughs> well, what this is, and I made this point, um, you know, when this whole thing kind of this phenomenal launched, and they hate you, okay? Uh, that, that's solely what this is about. It's not even that complicated. They hate you. So what you're seeing right now is how much they hate you. <laughs> Uh, and that they will are willing to really take the side of yep. the folks that are defending <laughs> some of the most egregious things in human uh, history and things that still take place right now. And they want to make it seem as if it's not as dramatic or not happening or not as prevalent as uh, it actually uh, is. Or more so, they don't want people to highlight it as this uh, this issue that must be addressed. Now, the reason why they are doing that is solely because of their political opponents and their political or ideological differences. They look at you guys like the enemy, us like the enemy, and they are willing to, again, defend bad things. So I think that's what what kind of hit my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. These guys are willing to take that side just because a movie that is generally going to be embraced by folks that they deem as their political uh, enemy or more accurately, it's a hot topic for folks that are on that side of the aisle. That's all this is. If it was like, it could be the same people. Let's say if it was Leonardo DiCaprio that was the star, mm -hmm. and it was the same damn thing that I, we would, this wouldn't be a discussion. Right. This wouldn't even be a thing. Mm -hmm. This is only a thing because they look at it like, wait a minute, these are people that have entered in a sphere that they feel like they own. Uh, that's yeah. a movie, that's the film industry, Hollywood, that's yeah. created something that is being embraced by yeah. folks that they deem as their ideological enemies that is addressing a subject matter that they find of importance. They hate you that much. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing that we dealt with the, in the Ripperverse. Obviously, it's to, a, it's to a smaller scale because it's not the film industry. It was more the comic book industry. And the same thing, hit pieces, all this other stuff. Now, I wasn't really uh, addressing a, like, a, a, a serious topic like that, but it's all in the fact that, wait a minute, you guys are in the sandbox that they feel is ours, or rather we created our own sandbox. And that's always what they had been afraid of. And you see what happened, Indiana Jones flopped like uh, no tomorrow. That movie's about to lose hundreds of millions of dollars, mm -hmm. minimum. That's bare minimum. And this movie comes along and tops it? That's not supposed to happen, guys. Wait a minute, you guys aren't supposed to do this. this, this they didn't have the marketing. They didn't have uh, uh, the money that was thrown at them. And you mean to tell me that they're gonna top folks at the box office? That's not supposed to happen. And that's why they're mad. And they're gonna ramp it up yeah. because they're understanding that they're losing their, their pool that they had because people are skipping the line. We see what our a friend of uh, Steve Dyson and being able yeah. to accomplish with with nefarious. You see what again, like guys like myself. There's a there's going to be more, and there's going to be guys that are going to be even more successful. Let's say than the sound, sound of freedom, and they're going to ramp it up. The hit pieces are going to uh, come, all because they don't like the fact that their ideological enemies are being great. More accurately, depicting something that is a very real issue that's near and dear to them. So I want to, um, you know, you heard this this little man as Chad. So. Uh, 
poignantly alluded to this little man here talking about, oh, Jim Caviezel, they're talking about drinking the blood of people and they're talking about harvesting organs, which, by the way, does happen for the record. Um, but I, I want to show you, in his own words, Jim Caviezel, uh, he kind of responded to all of the mainstream media, you know, lashing out at him. And I, I, want, I want you to listen to what he has to say. And I want you to ask yourself, does this sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist? Watch. Hunter Biden laptop. Mm -hmm. Okay, two years you told it's not true. Okay, I believe you, you're the media, you know, but then it's true. And then uh, for seven years, we learned that uh, uh, Donald Trump is a Russian spy. Well, that's wrong. Thank you, media, for telling us that. But then now Durham report drops, he's not a Russian spy. Okay, that, that's 80% in the last seven years that you told us is all false. So the public is going, no, you don't have the power you used to. And it's the same thing with me as an actor. You know, a lot of movie stars, Joseph Goebbels back in the day, you know, people put their hand up to the swastika in order to work. I got to work. I love the sound of music. You know why? Because the Von Trapp father had those children. And he's looking at his friends and they're all willing to take a break today at McDonald's at the, on the Third Reich camp. What does it matter if it's going to happen? As long as it happened to you. And he goes off on that, his friend Max. Sometimes I don't even know you. And he's looking at his kids and he realizes, what is all of this power worth anyway if I go and work for Satan? And he packs up and takes his family and leaves. And extraordinary thing of faith. We need more people like this. And we, we met a lot of them today. Oh, oh yeah, they're awesome. So does that sound to you guys like uh, throw up that Washington Post headline, if you would, control room. They uh, called him Sound of Freedom is a box office hit whose star embraces QAnon. Oh, no, he's I'm sorry. Are you guys linking QAnon to just admitting that the Hunter Biden laptop is real and the files on it? Is, it's not Russian disinformation. It's real. Are, are you QAnon now for saying that Donald Trump uh, was never colluding with Russia? Because that's also real. Like, is that, are we, oh my God, are we all queuing on? Well, let them tell them there's no differentiation. It's all. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. They find like, we're all queuing on now, I guess. They find buzz terms and they just like attack it. So right. you're all, you know, like, if you, if you're, you're, you heard him, if you heard him, he, 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 he basically is saying, well, it's not just the QAnon guys, but it's the guys that may say something that's remotely right. similar. It's the whole like yep. Nazi adjacent yep. thing. Yep. I can't really call yep. you that, yep. but just because I can't doesn't mean that I won't try to tie it to you. So, well, God forbid Hitler drank water, you did too, yeah. and that means you're a bad person. You're a white supremacist, so am I, because we embrace some, you know, uh, conservative or libertarian Yeah, ideals. like we don't like uh, taxes. <laughs> right. Low taxes, white supremacist. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> no. No, he made the point I was going to make, is that they take it to the extreme. Yeah. So they can't say, well, they're conspiracy theorists. They got to call you QAnon. Mm -hmm. They can't say, well, they, they didn't like BLM, so they're racist, right. or they're fascist, or they're Nazis, or they really believe in America, and there's an American flag on the back of their truck, so they got to be, you know, neo Nazis and white supremacists, all this stuff. They got to give the name, they got to put the label out there. And QAnon, I mean, I don't even know what that means. Nobody does. Nobody does. They, That's they, right. You think they can define it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just use it to discredit anything Bingo. that they I don't mean, like. I, I've been it's around, disgusting. I've been around some people who toss that word around. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, it's also like, okay, so if the people who you're saying are spreading awareness about child trafficking are QAnon, 
then I guess I'm on the side of QAnon. Yeah, I mean, that's the point that they, they don't, they don't <laughs> okay. seem to uh, understand that. It's like you're not even addressing the actual right, problem. Right, yeah. right. You're not saying if it was it's, wrong. It's, or yeah, it's, it's the same thing as when they said David Duke voted for Trump. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, he he might have voted for Jimmy Carter, for all I know. I right. don't know. I mean. Right, right. Yeah. That doesn't change my ideals, yeah. my values, which is, hey, I think child trafficking is wrong and we should probably be spreading awareness and telling the true story of what's actually happening for a lot of Americans who have had their heads in the sand for far too long because it's a topic that is just so gross people don't even want to think about it. I actually think it's a good thing that we are spreading awareness about that. Call me QAnon. Call me white supremacist. Call me racist. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. Oh, I do. You call me all those things? Transphobe. Oh. All the stuff. That one I like. Um, all right, we, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But uh, want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So here's something most Americans haven't thought about or heard about, really. The USDA recently revealed in America's breadbasket states, countless crops are not uh, going to be planted, harvested this season. The same ones that were planted last season, they're not going to be harvested this season thanks to extreme weather conditions and worldwide fertilizer shortages. The crops just didn't even stand a chance Guys, your own president has warned of food shortages and higher prices at the grocery store that are ahead. That is why you need to stock up on emergency food from My Patriot Supply. They are the nation's largest preparedness company. And to help you prepare for what's coming, they are offering a new lower price, even lower price, on their popular four-week emergency food kit. It's going to give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a peace of mind whenever food shortages hit. But it's limited-time offer, so don't sleep on it. You're going to get, uh, you know, the same 2,000 calories, drinks, dinners, snacks, lunches, breakfast that's going to keep you going when the going gets tough and it's going to be completely affordable. You're going to laugh at grocery store prices when you have this kit. To get the special discount, you got to go to preparewithnews.com. Guys, the whole point of emergency food supply is that you prepare ahead of time. Don't wait until the food shortages occur. You got to go now to preparewithnews.com. All right, before we get uh, back to the news, I've got some good news and some bad news for you, okay? The bad news is that this show will not be airing on Friday, but the good news is that instead, this Friday, we are teaming up here over with Blaze Media uh, with the family leader to host the first presidential forum of the 2024 primaries, and um, I will be there, So, which is why I can't do this show, because I'm going to be in Iowa uh, over there. Tucker Carlson's going to be there. He's actually moderating uh, the forum with all of these presidential candidates. I think we're going to be doing some really fun uh, backstage uh, interviews with them. And, um, you know, you never know what to expect with all of these people in the same place. But... After Tucker is done asking the candidates the pointed questions everyone wants to know, Glenn is actually going to join Tucker on the stage for an exclusive interview just for our Blaze TV subscribers. So you can watch the coverage of the forum, but the interview with Tucker you can't catch unless you are a subscriber. So make sure to head over to Blaze TV. You can go to blazemediasummit.com. Use the code SUMMIT for $30 off. That is blazemediasummit.com. Use code SUMMIT for $30 off to watch that exclusive interview, which... I will be watching and fangirling over. Um, all right, so let's get to the rest of the news of the day here. So there was a piece that dropped um, on Axios, and they are talking about uh, Joe Biden's aides, apparently, are complaining that he has a short temper and frequently exp expresses his frustration with profanity-laden outbursts towards staff members who fail to meet his expectations. Uh, they often meet with him in groups, they say, to diffuse potential tension. Can you imagine being so scared of a, like, 200-year-old man 
that you're like, please come with me. We need the buddy system so that we don't get too scared. Uh, That old guy on Poltergeist was pretty spooky. (laughs) Okay, fair. And apparently some of his uh, go-to attacks reportedly include phrases like, how the F don't you know this and don't effing BS me. Um, They also say that uh, these outbursts uh, might be a desire for accuracy and competence, viewing being shouted at by the president as a rite of passage. So being verbally abused by the president is a rite of passage. From the article, it says, in public, President Biden likes to whisper to make a point. In private, he's prone to yelling. Behind closed doors, Biden has such a quick trigger temper that some aides try to avoid meeting alone with him. Some take a colleague almost as a shield against a solo blast. And uh, they say senior and lower level aides alike can be in Biden's line of fire. No one is safe, says one administration official. Biden aides still talk about how angry he got at Jeff Zentz, then the administration's COVID czar in late 2021 when there was a shortage of testing kits as the Omicron variant spread. The rage was temporary. Zentz is now Biden's chief of staff. And a spokesperson for Zentz told Axios, I'm not going to speak to what internal convos may or may not have happened between Jeff and the president. The White House declined to comment. Um, But they do say in closing, if Biden doesn't yell at you, it could be a sign he doesn't respect you. Interesting. I'm sure they would run that same coverage for a Republican (laughs) president. I'm sure. (laughs) That, that would that would go over that would go over really well if it was like Donald Trump allegedly is yelling at his aides, asking them how the f they don't know this and how can they be so effing stupid and not to BS him. Look, I'm sure the conclusion would be that he just that just means he respects you. Well, I'm not going to say everything I got to say about this topic. Well, why not? I'm going to wax quite eloquent on my show after this one, and then I'm going to talk about it on Stu after that one. So, Wow. Yeah, we're going to talk about angry old man a lot. And so I'll just say that Axios, when they wrote this piece, it wasn't a hit piece. A lot of people accused them on Twitter of this being a hit piece. They were actually defending Biden so that he doesn't look like the senile old man, but he looks like a forceful leader of his staff and aides and making sure that uh, but we have eyeballs. he interrogates them to the point of really making sure that they get the point because he's smarter than everybody in the room. Mm. That was the angle that Axios mm. is coming from. Mm. But he, let sure. me tell you something, the whole, oh, he whispers in private or in public, but he yells in, in private. I kick that old man's ass in private is what I'll do. You yell at me, <laughs> pick you up by them pants. Toss you out. He's probably only like 60 pounds. That would be pretty easy. I'd whoop his ass. <laughs> I don't care who you are. You're not, you're not screaming in my face those things right there. <laughs> and I, I can't take every man, but I can take that man. <laughs> <laughs> that almost seems unfair. Yeah, well, I can take that dude. <laughs> Eric. Yeah, um, I mean, you bring up a great point with the whole kind of running cover um, thing and that they're trying to take what in any other space they would consider as like an overall just absolute negative. And they would call that verbally abusive. Right, they, they, but they're trying to salvage it in, in some kind of way by saying, well, you know, it's a rite of passage or, you mm-hmm. know, this is what he does. It's just old man uh, Biden being, being that. He's nothing. He doesn't mean it or, you know, hey, this person also got promoted so you can see that this doesn't really mean a whole lot. So that's always interesting when I see, when I see kind of uh, that. But, you know, on the other side, I'm like, I don't think that he's uh, in his right mind. I almost can't even picture him like doing that. Not because no. I don't think he's crazy as hell. I understand that. Yeah. But like 
That sounds like a person that is yelling at someone that at least knows what the hell it is that they're talking about. So when they say something about like, well, when they don't meet expectations, I'm like, Biden doesn't know what the damn expectations are to be yelling at someone like that. Or do you know this? And, you know, Biden doesn't know left from right him, him down his damn self. So I it when I heard the story, I was like, I can't even imagine him actually doing that. So where's this coming from? I don't know. I I don't really know. Well, uh, Biden was spotted uh, enjoying a beach vacation with his family over the weekend. This is, of course, amidst the ongoing scandals. There's cocaine at the White House. There's all the stuff that Hunter's involved in. And there he is uh, very feebly trying to pull up a beach chair. And there's the view nobody wanted to see. Got the strategic towel over that little little old man poochie belly. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he has spent nearly 40% of his presidency on vacation, which honestly I'm saying is a good thing. They can't take Hunter to a white sandy beach. He'd have his head buried in the sand. (laughs) He'd snort up half, he'd get down to the ocean. Um, I mean, I think I don't want Joe making decisions or handling. I saw these clips and I'm like, where is he? Look, he doesn't know where he is. But all these people around, like, can you imagine Trump being on... The no. beach, and I know they got a little perimeter set, whatever, but like all these people, like nobody's even looking at him. I mean, you're not looking over your shoulder going, yeah, that's the president of the United States. I mean, that girl's over there checking her iPhone, iWatch right there laying down. That's a great point. And I mean, it's like nobody even, nobody nobody even cares that Joseph Robinette Biden the 17th <laughs> is, is, could literally die right there <laughs> at any moment. Would you have your iPhone out? Taking pictures. Taking pictures. Isn't that human nature? Isn't that what we do? That's actually a great point. Yeah, nobody cares that he's there. It's just another little old senile man who's shuffling around the beach. And they're like, oh, he, he carried his own stuff down to the beach. That was a thing. He drug a chair that's made out of hollow aluminum that doesn't even weigh a pound. Yeah. That, and you're going to give yourself, you're going to pat yourself on the back for that. Okay. That's, that's how low the bar is. Eric. Such a yeah, I, that is weird. I didn't even look at that from that angle to see that nobody really gave a crap about him. But yeah, on, in the same respects, I do agree. Like, um, if we can get that number up to a hundred percent of him not you doing, yeah, thing, I'm like, I'm fine uh, with that. I'm, I'm perfectly. That, that's the preferable. And then if actually we could extend that to the entire Congress, yeah, as well, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we'd be on to something. All of the whole federal government. Yeah, yeah maybe the whole, maybe the whole federal these government and ours. I mean, if this dude has screwed up the country this much, just working sixty percent of the time, give him the rest of the time off. And again, you got to forget that you, you guys forget the sixty percent. Only they, they're including all the sixty percent. It's still from noon till four right. and not on weekends. Right, right. That's a great point. They yeah. don't want to overload them. No, and that's literally what the aide said. <laughs> right, right. All right, we got to take. Yelled at. We got to take another quick break. We'll be back, but we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So, if you have odors in your home that you cannot get rid of, you can get rid of any disgusting odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. They get rid of odors from like if you're cooking, I don't know if you're cooking Brussels sprouts in your kitchen, but we cook a lot of cruciferous vegetables and unfortunately Brussels sprouts, uh, cauliflower, broccoli, they make your whole kitchen smell like a fart. And nobody wants their kitchen to smell like a fart. So uh, what I recommend is you plug a thunderstorm air purifier in the kitchen, Put them where your litter boxes are. Put them where maybe you have a a family member who smokes, which, by the way, you shouldn't smoke because it's disgusting. But if you smoke, it can even get rid of cigarette smells. That is how strong it is. Plus, there's no costly filters to replace because it's all just within the unit. It has these O3 molecules that go out and seek and destroy 
odors. During this week, I've got a great deal for you on your own thunderstorm. I have them. They work in my house. I live in a zoo, and it doesn't smell like it, so it's great. And what my husband doesn't know is that because of thunderstorm air purifiers, um, I'm actually we can actually get more pets because no one's going to smell the, the pets. So we're going to get like a kangaroo or something coming soon. I don't know. But right now you can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, enter discount code Sarah. That is Sarah with no H. That is EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. Over the weekend, actor Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend Sarah Brady, who is a surfing instructor, shared a lengthy Instagram story accusing Jonah Hill of emotional abuse. Now, they dated uh, from August 2021 until early 2022, but curiously, she did not leak these. What? August 21. 2021. Early 22. Yes. That's quick. And she also is... I mean, it's what, July of 2023. Mm. She's just now leaking those. And I would just like to add for perspective, he has moved on and has recently welcomed a new baby (laughs) into his life with his current uh, girlfriend. But I'm sure that has nothing to do with this. So I want to show you some of these and I want to get your thoughts because she says this is emotionally abusive. Okay, Uh, here's this first one. He's saying in this text message, plain and simple, if you need... Surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. Now, uh, she posts this other one. This is a warning to all girls. If your partner is talking to you like this, make an exit plan. Call me if you need an ear, like he's beating her or something. Um, So she was talking about the videos that she was removing. She says, any more specific ones that bother you? He said, what? Yes. Uh, She said, would you like me to remove the cover frame on one particular video and ask if it it, maybe it could be a different one? He says, yes, one that isn't of your ass in a thong. (laughs) She said, not a thong, but K. He says, and as far as other pictures, you in a bathing suit, surfing or not, uh, there's tons. I'm just going back the past month. You're right. We can't do surf social things or develop trust until you consider me and make decisions that give regard to our relationship. I have been vulnerable as possible, and I am telling you I am needing you to step up to the plate, which you can. I am sure of it. But these losers don't get your time if you want me straight up. It's consideration. I respect your love of surfing, but I respect myself as well. And your love of surfing and being in those situations and lack of awareness are not mutually exclusive. This isn't me. I have my own issues that I own. This is the most interesting part to me. If you want marriage and family, you can't use the 25 card. Step up and cut S. These people don't get your time or your kindness at the sacrifice of mine. Um, That's just a little bit of it. But she's calling this emotionally abusive. And it's frustrating. I, I would love to get your takes as men. To me, I read this and I'm like... I mean, it may be a little more, I don't know, restrictive than some women would prefer, but I have to respect him for uh, communicating it in a very respectful way and saying, like, if you don't like this, I totally get it. I respect that. But, like, I'm looking for a life partner and a wife and not just, like, a girlfriend who takes sexy pictures on Instagram. And I don't fault him for that. Certainly, I don't find it emotionally abusive. 
I don't know how we call ourselves a news show and we don't have pictures of the swimsuits. Because <laughs> I'm going to need full context here. Okay, okay. But I agree with you in that regard. I mean, he wasn't slut-shaming her. He wasn't calling her a whore. No. He wasn't saying, he's, you know, all these kind of things. This is somebody looking for attention. I mean, obviously, they're trying to get you know, some notoriety and fame out of the whole, ooh, I'm going to release some scandalous thing. Yeah, why now? Why now? No, I think he was reasonably, I mean, I've sent those messages to people of, you know, significant others said, yeah, you might want to pull that down. That's Mm -hmm. a little much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, and like, if you're going to keep on doing it, then okay, well, I see where your priorities are. And obviously it's not with what my preference are when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, discernment in terms of what you're putting out there. Right. I mean, what's, what's, I mean, yeah, the neon's on, but what's the sign say? I'm, yeah. Might want to unplug it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe turn the dimmer down. <laughs> dimmer anyway. switch, what do you think? No, I, I agree with uh, that position because I would think, uh, you know, a lot of women gripe about that whole, you know, not men not being straightforward with mm-hmm. them as far as what their expectations are and what it is that they want. And here that you have that uh, right there. So I think that's more of a cultural thing. And I think what you see is definitely with, with uh, you know, our age group and certainly younger where that conflict is, where they don't really, un- like that wasn't, I, I don't think this, this is even a conversation with like my mom's here or anything like yeah. that. It's just like, it's just you, certain things you just understand not to do. But definitely in the age of social media and the age of then getting all this attention definitely from men by basically posting mm-hmm. whatever stuff, you know, a lot of women from what I pick mm-hmm. up, they, they think that that is something that is more so normal. So, yes. of course, when you see a man that is going to be straightforward with you and tell you, like, that's not anything that I want a, a, any part of, they find that is either restrictive or abusive, even in some case, because they feel like, well, this is, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it sucks, but, you know, I can imagine how you're definitely men are trying to weasel out of, uh, you know, in and out of relationships or, or remain in a relationship or have their kind of weaving in through this jungle to try to get women to understand what that perspective is. Men, definitely honest ones, aren't going to want it. Really, as far as what it is that he said regarding you posting certain things yeah. and having your butt all showing on Instagram, yeah. like, yeah, any rational man that's honest it's is like, I don't want, want that. that. That's not a thing that I want to be If If of. you're looking to get married, right? right? If, if you're just looking for time, a partner, yeah, but if you're looking just a, to like a, a hookup, yeah, exactly, well, it, it, then yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and again, we've had this debate during the Me Too movement, a whole thing about objectifying women. What I said at the beginning as a joke, that's objectifying a woman, yeah. right? And, and people pull back on that and they're like, oh, you're objectifying. No, no, no. He, that's the point is, Jonah Hill in this thing, he didn't objectify her. He was telling her to stop objectifying herself. herself. Yeah. Like, listen, you're disrespecting me by doing this. You put the giblets out on display and I'd kind of like to keep them for myself. Right. And, and so, again, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's some dude in Dubai telling his wife not to show her ankles when she walks towards the ocean. I mean, this is, right. you know, a thong. Okay, not a thong, but K. I mean, that's so passive aggressive, yeah. that response. Don't yeah. ever send me a text message. Just well, again, it's like, I mean, you <laughs> at any point you could have said, like, yeah, I'm actually not comfortable with that. Yeah, I, I'm that, a surf yeah. instructor. I, like, he gave you the out, yeah. right? He's giving you the out. And, and again, you that's what take you want. It. You want the honesty, right? Exactly. It's like, so if, you're, if you are, like, incompatible then that's just what it is right you know but at minimum i think that 
you'd have a lot of, uh, you know, let, let me say this, less kind of stress in regards to relationships in this era if people, both sides, were like, this is the kind of expectation or these are my boundaries more so. And the other side does the same thing. And if it works, it works. But if you realize right from the get-go, you're not going to stop doing that. And that's like, I, that's non-negotiable for me. Okay, cool. No love lost. We're going to go our several ways. You can go show your butt off with some, <laughs> yeah. other, some right. other dude. Right. That's your right. business. Can I just say how beautiful America is that a guy like Jonah Hill can get a surf instructor, though, that wants to show her ass? <laughs> I mean, I know he's lost a lot of weight, but you know there's a lot of loose skin. Yeah, I'm sure that there is. Yeah, he was money, very baby. he was very large. Four or something. Well, it was fascinating too because just to kind of wrap this topic up, um, I it's saw there was a there was a Twitter there was a I forget who it was, but someone on Twitter I saw was like, oh well, he wanted her to act differently than she acted when she was single. It's like. That's what yes, happens. that's, that's what happens. how it works. That's actually when he... how relationships like there's some things. <laughs> yes. There's some things. Yeah, Jesus saved you as you are, but he ain't taking all of that to heaven. You know what I'm saying? There's some stuff he wants to weed out here. Right. I was like, I- I'm sorry. Is that weird in this day and age? I am so glad that I'm happily yeah. married and not having to deal I mean, with this suddenly crap. I started coming home and there was another human there. Like, <laughs> it was like I had to start cleaning the toilets right. with a brush. Right. Like, yes, everybody has to change the way they do things when they get into a relationship. If you didn't think that that was going was going to happen, that's kind of on you. Um, all right, we've got to uh, take another quick break, but first I want to thank our sponsor, Jace Case, Jace Medical. So, um, you know, some people don't think about what life would be like if all of a sudden the global medication supply chain of antibiotics just like, I don't know, disappeared right before our very eyes, which you might not think could ever happen, but it could because most medicine in this country is manufactured in places like China and India. India, and if anything happened, you know they're going to take care of their own needs first. Uh, pandemic, anyone? You remember what happened there? So what do you do when all of a sudden you or someone you love needs antibiotics and you don't have any? There's no, you can't go to the pharmacy. You can't get any. Well, you need to be prepared. You need a supply on hand in case of disaster. The Jace case from Jace Medical is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, sinusitis, and it's a really, really great way to be ready for shortages. It's, by the way, it's perfect for traveling if you guys are traveling over the summer and you just want to make sure that you are not caught unprepared. Talking to all of you busy moms out there who are like, I'm my ki- I know my kid gets a UTI like clockwork. I know that they're going to get it and I don't always have time to go to the pharmacy or go to the doctor and get the prescription for something I know my kid has. Be prepared, go to jacemedical.com, enter code NEWS at checkout. That is promo code NEWS at jasemedical.com. Miss Netherlands 2023 has been crowned and it is in fact a biological male. This is Ricky Valerie Cole, 22 years old, and he defeated a field of nine biological women to be named Miss uh, Netherlands. He is the first ever transgender woman to win the national beauty title. And uh, I want to play a video of him uh, talking about, you know, the the word he uses to describe himself is victory. And he gives us, oh my gosh, such a beautiful story about him as a little boy, watch. Hello universe, my name is Ricky, finalist to represent the Netherlands from his universe 2023. I hope y'all had a wonderful pride month. For this pride month, Miss universe asked us to describe ourselves in one word. The word I'm choosing is victory. Because as a little boy, I conquered all the things that came through my path. And look at me now, standing here, 
as a strong, empowering and confident trans woman. Love is love. Be who you want to be. And never forget, always celebrate your pride. Uh, yeah, the one word I'm using to describe you is penis. Scrotum. Because you have one. Testicles. Testicles. Gonads. <laughs> prostate. <laughs> we could do this all day. Do they take? They don't take out the prostate when they yeah. chop your. No. Only if you get off. prostate cancer, which sucks for a woman. <laughs> it sucks for men too. But I will say this: I overcome every obstacle, like my ball sack. <laughs> It hindered me from being a woman. I love being woman. I mean, <laughs> listen. But imagine just watching that and going, when I was a little boy, what? <laughs> like just running past <laughs> and say, what? what? All right, there's my trick here. I played, what, what was that? Come again. <laughs> Sorry, what? 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 Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I wish we had a picture of. Um... Do we? No, I wish we had a picture of the runner up. Oh, she's a smoke show. She's so beautiful. And I mean, imagine I'm here to being a woman, you. are you? I love runner-ups. <laughs> when they look like that, I love them. Well, I'm all about second place. As far as I'm concerned, she is the real uh, Miss Netherlands, of course, of course, because she worked so hard for all of this. And then you can get this nasty-ass looking Dude. biological male. And <laughs> he's now Miss Netherlands. And everyone's just supposed to be like, yay! Uh, one day, Miss Netherlands is going to have ear hair that's uncontrollable. It's going to keep growing and, and nose hair and stuff. It's going to be bad. Eric. Such a clown world, man. And it's like <laughs> you keep hearing these stories of, you know, again, these dudes who ended up entering into a space that was obviously dedicated for women. And then they win. And it's like, you know, at some point I got to start faulting the people that are involved in this charade and i'm like it it gets more and more outrageous because you guys allowed it to get this way mm -hmm. and it's not gonna stop like imagine that like again you see that person having this conversation or saying that they told us to describe ourselves and then they start off as supposed to be some for women and they start off about how when i was a little boy and it's like you're like <laughs> all right well that Aren't you supposed to be like disqualified from this right. entire conversation? Right. But no. So it, it it's just gonna get more and more ridiculous until people just be are like, you know what? This is stupid. Like, like none of those women should have should have even. Yeah, you shouldn't have, like. Show, I like. I'm not clapping. You know, you shouldn't right. be clapping. Like. Right. None of right. that. None of they that. They hugged that. each other. Yeah, none yeah. of that. Like none mm -hmm. of that good sportsman. Like, cause other again, it's just gonna keep happening. Yeah. So at, at that point, it's like, well, maybe it's on you. I don't disagree with you there. All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. On the topic of the trans community, the CEO of tampon brand August said she wants to build a gender-inclusive brand that appeals to everyone who <laughs> menstruates, uh, according to her. This is her on CBS Morning's Watch. August, to me, is the result of spending years in the space identifying 
pain points, whether they be around sustainability, like mm -hmm. I grew up hating pads. Most pads have enough plastic for like three to five plastic bags, right? Yeah. So very scratchy, very uncomfortable, but also wanting a period positive, gender inclusive brand. So mm. we are August, wanting a gender inclusive name. On the back, it says we're here for everyone who menstruates. Uh -huh. And I think especially in this age of transphobia, it really means a lot to us to be proudly a gender inclusive brand. But everything about the product, we try to be super thoughtful about from uh, how we design it to be as comfortable as absorbent as possible, but also as sustainable as possible. Um, <clears throat> if you are a biological male and you are bleeding from down there in your private parts, you need to go see a doctor. You don't need you don't need tampons. You need to go see a, a you need to go see a doctor. But if you have a bonus hole, <laughs> that means you're a biological woman. That's what the that's what the of course the. I was just waiting for you to... Cervical Cancer Fund has said, you got to call it the bonus hole. I was just waiting for you to promote your own well, Chad's gender pads. inclusive. Well, we were ahead of the game. We were way ahead of August when we came out with Chad pads. <laughs> so I'm like, ours even came with a vaginal dilator. So we're way ahead on the game. And CBS Morning did not have us on with the bobbleheads going, hmm, yeah, really, we're having a serious conversation about menstruation right now. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, this is amazing packaging. Oh, and it's green? Holy I mean, wow. Mm. You know what? I think I feel a period coming on right now. I'm starting to cry. Well, bonus holes. Now I've heard it all. Yeah. So I just thought that was the regular hole this whole time. What do I know? <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.